is the greatest day of my life. I'm retiring from the universe right now. I'm done. I'm done. See ya. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new show here at the Geekiverse called Walking Carpet. You guessed it, we are talking Star Wars. It'll be Star Wars themed for uh, for anything that we talk about on a week-to-week basis. Uh, my name is Josiah Leroy. I have Jamie with me. Hello. Jeff. Bruner. What's up? Pete. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Bruner 2.0. We have two gingers on the show, folks. <laughs> he has a name, right? Uh, do you? Uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. TK421. He can't, he can't be perfection. I'm sorry, man. He's at 2187. No, this is Trevor. Trevor is uh, a newbie to the Geekiverse, so this is pretty exciting. But uh, we're going to kick the show off. We're starting with Star Wars Episode Eight. Rumor, uh, not a rumor. It has been delayed uh, to December 15th, 2017. Episode 7 was delayed. Uh, I, think, I believe it was pushed back almost a... a the exact same time frame from its initial uh, projected release by Disney because uh, someone that by the name of Harrison Ford got hurt or something on set. <laughs> I don't know. Also, uh, George Lucas wrote a crappy script, apparently. Who? But, um, yeah, I don't even... Uh, <laughs> Lucas George is probably what no, okay. I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. I script a lot of things on the show. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, uh, are, are we upset about this delay at all? Not really. Not at all. I mean, I think it's good that they're putting it back... However long, um, about about seven months. months. Seven months. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> new kid jumps right in. Yeah. He's yeah. not waiting any time. Rookie's ready to make it. <laughs> Bruner two point huh? <laughs> He's trying to be better than the original, which we, is going to be a problem. We kicked Bruner out because he sucks. So that's all there is to it. Facts are mean. <laughs> I, I, you know, get your crap together, Disney. Seven month delay, not acceptable. Oh, I think you're the only one who feels like that because you gotta let this one simmer. Like, I fell asleep during episode seven, so I mean, I gotta go watch it again. I need at least a couple more months to catch up on my sleep, and then I can go watch it. Now, I, you and know, I, I'm the oldest member of the Geekiverse uh, crew, and I'm the, one that, <laughs> I'm the one that buys into binge watching the most. So, if you're gonna put out a trilogy, put it out on Saturday. All three movies, boom. Weird to me because that's not the sentiment I would think. No, no. If we're talking age, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I uh, I love that. I love what? being able to sit down and watch the movies at my own pace. I I loved um, like Dare, love, Daredevil when yeah. it came out on Netflix. And House of Cards. House of Cards is terrible. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil though, I watched it over the course of four days or five what? days, and, and I was done with it. Jessica Jones loved that. Took a little bit longer to to get through it. Uh, just because of the time of year that it came out, but you know, I, waiting a long time between movies doesn't build my suspense. It irritates the crap out of me. I know I find this hard to believe, but it makes me grumpy. <laughs> I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but that might be a good idea for a segment you should do weekly. You seem rather, uh, what's the word? Not angry. You, you look pretty grumpy a lot. So <laughs> some people said that to me. Okay, that's person good. that I'm married to. It tells me that all the time. <laughs> you want to talk about a Geekiverse MVP? It's her. <laughs> Mrs. Does she like Mrs. House of Grumpy Cards? Geek. Does she Love like it. House of Cards? Uh, no, House I'm, of Cards is terrible. I'm about to be Grumpy Ginger. What is this? House of Cards is terrible. <laughs> grumpy but it has, Ginger. It also has nothing to do with Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Star Wars segment. Anyway. It has nothing to do with delay. it. This is walking carpet, guys. <laughs> at, least, at least when I was talking about Daredevil and Jessica Jones, I was talking about Disney properties. The same parent Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Anyway. That's fine. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. That's why they moved me out of this place. Uh, delay's fine. Moving on. Whatever. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm trying to get back on track. Did we did we break him? He <laughs> <laughs> brought in a new ginger. What am I doing? <laughs> That's like, that's like... It's on-the-job replacement, you know? That's what I was going to say. When your boss hires someone new and you have to train them. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, here's how you do this. Uh, you sit here, you pretend to know stuff about Star Wars, and then you let it slip that you really don't know anything. <laughs> and then Josiah feels kind of bad that he's calling you out, but he has to call you out because it's such a bad slip. And then, uh, you know, every now and then they let you back on these Star Wars conversations, and then you take it a whole new way down, like, House of Cards. And people like, <laughs> because You're talking you know, about it like it's happening. It's almost like in Spaceballs when they're watching the TV play back. <laughs> you only got when will that be now? You only got one thing of that wrong is that Josiah never feels bad about calling you out. <laughs> I think you felt bad the one time when I was talking about Jar Jar and then you're like, ooh, like I'm going to let him keep going. Yeah. And then I'm you're like, wait a second. Uh, yeah, you're wrong because you're dumb. I did, I did. I would never call you dumb. It was stupid, I think. No. <laughs> but anyway, so grab everything back here. <laughs> I don't care about this delay. I actually like it. And that might, you know, come as a surprise to everybody. But I like when they were three years apart. I know that's a different uh, time frame for the, the last two trilogies. I like that Disney is spacing these out because we're getting a Star Wars movie every year. Not necessarily in that same trilogy. But, you know, uh, not for nothing, there could be burnout, and you, you don't want that with these these films, whether it's Marvel or whether it's Star Wars. Um, with the binge-watching thing, I actually like spacing things out, because I feel like I have homework otherwise, and I don't want to feel that way when I'm trying to watch something that you know we're talking about or is enjoyable, like Daredevil. It's a mindset, and it's yeah. my problem, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still saying that's how I feel. I'm way older than you, so I have less time. <laughs> less time on this planet. Wow. So, so I like <laughs> really let's get it. all this stuff in. I'm looking forward to Avengers 17. Get it out as possible because I'm gonna die sooner than you. Wow. I have, more I have to get it in there quick. You know. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 25. You're 25 years old. Yeah. So three years, 28. You're not gonna watch episode nine until you're in your 30s. Cool. That's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's that makes stupid. me grumpy. <laughs> it's, uh, wow, yeah. All right, Jeff, uh, does this really affect you at all? No, I think it's, like, there's something special about Star Wars re uh, releasing in December to me. Uh, it's like kind of like ending the year out, you know, with a big bang. Uh, it just, it feels like, I don't know why, but, like, Star Wars almost feels synonymous with Christmas in a way. Like, it, it, it's like, the and Force Awakens was the first Christmas release. Right, but it's just, it just, it feels special to have it release at the end of the year, close out the year with something, you know, as, you know, iconic as Star Wars. So I'm okay with it. Well, it's tradition now, right? Because Rogue One's coming out next yep. December. Mm -hmm. Or this December, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the following one, we'll have episode eight. But, uh, uh, do you care about this at all? I... <laughs> No, seriously. Do you, some, 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 do you even care, Gene? Some people don't have an opinion. Why are you even here? <laughs> That's, you uh, like needed one good-looking Leroy in the set. <laughs> oh! And Lauren's not Ma here, so right. <laughs> I took over. I personally... <laughs> You're pure-blooded Leroy, though. She's, you know, half-blooded or whatever. She's so half-seas. <laughs> She's like a half-muggle. We are all fighters. <laughs> don't fire us! Adam, cut! <laughs> What? Um, okay, back on track. <laughs> Austin, you've been the most fired. What do you mean what? She fires you like every 10 seconds. She probably is calling me right now to fire you. <laughs> She's somehow watching this live. She did it's admit off camera that she does think I'm an okay person. This is news that to me. That has been proven. <laughs> like I said, it was off camera. She never said it in she, public. But. She actually uninvited me to my own brother's wedding like 60 Ooh. times. <laughs> and 
it's okay. I, I got in, uninvited a few times myself. <laughs> hey, you're in. Okay. So, will she uninvite you to Star Wars Episode Eight? I don't think she's back that on track. <laughs> anyway, all right. You'd be surprised. <laughs> she's five foot two of terror, folks. Five foot two of terror. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, I personally don't mind the delay. I also like the the, the three year thing between. Between well, episodes coming out. It'll be two years, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, of the past, but of course, it's different now. A lot of different factors, but I like the anticipation, and it leaves room for, um, you know, coming up with theories and everyone getting excited about it. So shows like us to talk a little bit more about it. Am I right? Right. Seven <laughs> more months of Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Perma Star Wars. Can't Sorry. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Vader just to turn and go. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so, uh, other news: the first Star Wars this week, Rogue One, uh, which comes out this December, is the offshoot, uh, kind of spinoff. It's going to take place right before A New Hope, and uh, it's about the Rebel Alliance stealing the plans for the Death Star. I love that premise. I think that's kind of exciting because we had always theorized and speculated about it, but now we actually get to see it in action. Uh, it's going to be a different tone than any Star Wars movie we've ever seen. Uh, the big rumor, though, is that Darth Vader's making uh, some uh, some screen time in this, looks like. Uh, do we like that, or do we want it to just kind of stay centralized and, and be a war movie? I don't think there's anything wrong with having him show up once or twice. Just, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a prominent character, but I don't see a problem with him making an appearance here and there. I mean, he's he's integral to that time period for Star Wars. True. Of course. I mean, that's when the, the Empire's at its height, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no confirmation yet that James Earl Jones would uh, come back and reprise that voice. How cool would that be, though? Oh, it'd be oh, great. amazing. He came back in uh, Star Wars Rebels right. uh, for this season, if you guys have been watching that. Uh, Vader, also, uh, there have been rumors for a long time that Hayden Christensen was tied to coming back and, and being in the suit. We don't know if that's a flashback sequence for Episode Eight. We don't know if that's going to be uh, something in Rogue One. But either way, uh, I, know, uh, I know Jeff's feelings on Hayden Christensen, eh? Yeah. Not yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not good, eh? Not he good. has the same feelings about Jeff. So. Yeah, yeah. It's mutual. He he knows me very well, obviously. Just like a, <laughs> the blanks there. Just like Bruner is very good friends with uh, Margot Robbie. You could say that. I mean, yeah, they're very close. We've talked. <laughs> you have. That didn't sound very good. I don't, at all. Think, I don't think you. Something have. tells me he's lying. I don't believe you. I don't know where to go with this at all. I'd like to talk to Margot Robbie. Yeah, all right, so back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Newbie, Bruner 2.0, are you, uh, what are your thoughts on, on a Vader appearance in Rogue One? I mean, I, yeah, I think it would be nice. I don't want him to be, like, one of the main characters, because I think that having newer characters, like, are going to be in, uh, well, already in Episode 7, and then in Episode 8 and 9, I think it's really nice to see some new faces. To bring some people back, I think, would be a little bit cool, too. Like, obviously, Darth Vader, or... Um, I don't know. I mean, Princess Leia. You would have to find a, a different actress. That'd be tough. That. <laughs> yeah. Just because Carrie Fisher was so young when she originally played Princess Leia in 1977. Yeah, exactly. That, what would What would you think about that if if they brought back a very young Leia? Because you're you're a huge Carrie Fisher fan. But they can't bring back a very young. Well, I guess they could. Depends they when have, this is. Right. I, depending on where it's set. But if they're stealing the Death Star plans. She was already the princess at that point in time because she gets the plans and she stores them in the in the blue and white trash can, and <laughs> right. So that's 
I, you couldn't bring back if you if you were going to bring back Leia into the universe, I would I would want to see like a ten year old or a twelve year old because then in my mind you could use a a different actress. One of the things that I love about the new Star Wars is that and and I keep this is my theme this week for some reason reboot versus continuation. I like the continuation. I like that we're not seeing. I don't ever want to see somebody else play Princess Leia. Unless it's a like a young princess Leia, like a ten year old, twelve year old, then I can then I can justify seeing a different actress playing it. The I, it's tough for me when you see an icon played by somebody else. Same thing, you know. We're, we we've talked about X Files this weekend. X Files um, comes out. I, I don't want to see Fox Mulder played by anybody other than David Duchovny. So how do you guys feel about a young Han Solo in this? We're going to get an offshoot movie of Han Solo after so between episode eight and nine. That where that movie falls in. Uh, or, you know, someone playing a young Harrison Ford, essentially. Are we cool with that? I am cool with that because it's going to be a young Han Solo. Like, how he, he can't got be to too be, young because he's, he's got to be a smuggler. Well, he got to, it's how he got to be the smuggler, right? It's a, isn't it a Han Solo sort of origin story? So it could We don't be, know anything about it. It could be a young Han Solo. It could be somebody young playing the, the, that character. I think that, that one's a little easier to accept just because Han even in A New Hope, feels a little bit older than, say, Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia yes. feel like they're, you know, you know, young adults. They're about I mean, 19. Col- Harrison Ford yeah, would have been, kids. like, 30. Right, so yeah. that one's a little bit easier to accept. Okay, so that's... Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with Leia. She's got to be real young and probably not be a prominent character, which I don't think will happen. Well, I, I don't... I think it would be a mistake to make any of the... any of the Star Wars icons prominent characters. Even, even Darth Vader, and he's the easiest one... He's the easiest one to do because he's in a suit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So you can put anybody in that suit. So that's part of the rumor is that they're building it for uh, the replica suit for someone who's never walked in that suit before. So that contradicts the Hayden Christensen theory because he was actually in the suit in episode three. But that's, uh, that's kind of interesting to think about it that way then. Uh, you know, anyone behind a mask, so they'll do a Boba Fett movie, that really doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who's in there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I don't ever want to see anyone play Luke, Han, or Leia, other and, than uh, our main people. And there's so many, you know, James Earl Jones, he's an old guy now. His voice is not what it was. And <laughs> and his career is like, kind of, he's doing uh, Big Bang Theory kind of stuff where he's like, in saunas without his shirt on. Like, he's really <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. It was pretty <laughs> awkward. It's it a hysterical like, cameo, though. It was, Give it that. It's right. pretty insane, yeah. Right. So, like, his career is kind of like, now he's probably just doing this for fun at that point in time. But voice actors are so good now that, and Darth Vader is one of those voices that, you know, everybody runs around going, <laughs> you know, like, everybody's got a Darth Vader, um, uh, impersonation. So I think you could, if if James Earl Jones is unable to do it for for can't come to a contract, too busy in the sauna, any of those kind of things, uh, you could get somebody to voice that. That would be pretty close. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I mean? So I, I you know, we take it all with a grain of salt, but I, I think he'll probably appear. And they also mentioned that he'll probably be uh, kind of like. Um, on data pads and in holograms, you know, maybe not like a physical right. incarnation of him. So I, I think it, it plays. And that would be it. the best to me. Like this is a, this is a standalone series. Um, I, you know, there's rumors out there that I'm a bigger Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. Check out the Grumpy what? Geek this week. <laughs> uh, the in those those series that came afterwards, Voyager, Next Generation. 
you didn't see, you know, now granted they're years apart, but they don't bring back tons of the old characters to be prominent characters in those. Like, you know, Spock makes an appearance in, in, um, in the movies, and you know what I'm saying? You like, want to tie it in a little, but right. not a lot. T tie it into yeah. the whole universe, but but not necessary to make. I don't. I want. I want Rogue One to be its own standalone movie that's attached to the mythos, but not dragging all those old characters back. I think it's going to be more humanized than the other ones. Oh, they, absolutely. The tagline that um, <clears throat> they they've said in a few inter interviews was that basically no one's come to save you. You know, you're not going to see a lightsaber in this movie. I think it'd be okay if Vader's in it because it, it would make it more menacing. Because this is, this is a pretty brutal thing. That they're, you know, it, it's up close, it's personal, they're trying to steal these plans, and they're putting everything on the line for it. So I think... Um, and it's, it's between, correct me if I'm wrong, it's between three and four, right? It's between episode three yes. and four, so that the Jedi Massacre's already happened. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, you know, it works that there's no lightsaber in it. If it wasn't, then I'd want to see a Jedi from time to time, because you can inject new Jedi into it mm -hmm. without, you know... So. I'm interested to see if it ties into the animated Star Wars Rebels series at all. Maybe Ezra makes an appearance. I thought about that. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Ezra's a good character. It would be. So uh, I think overall we're, we're okay except for, for Pete. Uh, just makes him grumpy, you know, with the episode <laughs> 8 thing. Maybe it's but you guys. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe we make no, him maybe grumpy. No, maybe it's you. What? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Any final thoughts on episode eight or Rogue One? Can't wait for Rogue One. Yeah, I'm really Can't excited. Wait. It's going to be fun. Maybe Austin will stay awake. I'll time. stay awake this time. That's what I'm going to say. feel my answer. I'll stay awake after I go watch episode seven again. got a wonderful cast. Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Forrest Whitaker. They've got a Felicity really good, Jones. Yeah, they've got a wonderful cast of actors for this one. No, Margot Rogue. I wasn't. No, <laughs> I was thinking it as soon as I said it. I wasn't as excited about it as I am now. The more we talk about it, the more I get excited about it. So. And see, that's why I do that. <laughs> Look at that. All right. <laughs> Boom roasted. What's happening, Geeky Geeksters? Peter here with Nick Ramirez uh, on our thegeekiverse.com. We're talking about what a great week it was in TV. This is uh, the end of the winter hiatus for lots of shows, and lots happened just this week alone, and there's some things that are about to happen, and we want to talk about those. So where do you want to start, Nick? Uh, let's start with The Flash. Flash. All right. Wally West's introduction. I'm really, really confused about what they're doing with this guy. Because he shows up out of nowhere to meet his dad, and then, no, I want nothing to do with you, you couldn't find me all those years, you're a great detective, but you couldn't find me. It was just really seemed like it was, they weren't sure what they're doing with him. Yeah, you know, and it seems like it's just, I, and I'm a little worried about this, it's turning into like a Flash all-star game. Because you have, um, last season the big bad was the reverse Flash right. and, and Flash, and now Jay Garrick from Earth One was was one of the original Flash. Flash. Wally West is a he was the latest Flash, Flash, Kid, Kid Flash right? after Barry Allen. And uh, Zoom and now it looks like um, the reverse Flash is returning. So yeah. it's like we have almost every incarnation of the Flash there is. Well pl plus you've got a uh, his name escapes me at the moment but the the, the scientist from Earth 2 that's been helping them that's, you know, looks like the guy from last season, his daughter's actually speedster in the comics, too. 
So we're pretty much incorporating every single speedster they possibly can. The the guy Harrison Well. There we go. Thank you. Right, Harrison yeah, Well. Yeah, his his daughter. She's a speedster in the comics too. Uh, she uses a formula to gain her speed abilities. And now that she's been introduced, I mean, it seems like they're just trying to cram this full of speedsters. Full of Flash. Yeah. So which they're cool characters. I think Tom Cavanaugh, who plays Harrison Wells, I I love that Harrison Wells from last season is a completely different person than Harrison Wells from this season. A testament to him as an actor. He was oh, the yeah. right choice for the for the part. I mean, he doesn't... He, you don't see him and think of the, same, the character from last season at all. He's a completely different character, just in everything. His body language, his mannerisms, uh, his speech patterns, everything is so different. You could put them next to each other and you'd probably be able to tell the difference. Yeah, and, and uh, a lot of the teasing that's been going on for the rest of the season, um, there's, there's going to be... Uh, um, Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell's cousin, who played the original Firestorm, right. uh, is making an appearance again. Is Dark Storm, yeah. Right, from, from Earth, Earth 1. Two. Earth 2, Earth I'm sorry. One, two. Um, and then uh, we're, it looks like we're going to see Killer Frost, yeah. uh, which is Caitlin Snow's alter ego in the comics. Right. Um, what th- What do you think of the of the mood so far? The, you know, uh, Flash is doing a really good job of keeping consistent with its tone, and that's what I love about the show, because it embraces some of the more ridiculous elements of the mythos. You know, Gorilla Grodd, it's a very goofy overall character. Right, right, right. Um, and they embrace that while also not making fun of it too much. You know, they really treat these as serious threats, which they are. Same time, they embrace that kind of element of just fun, Silver Age throwback. Right. So. It's, it's very comic booky to yeah. me. Yeah. That's one of the things that I enjoy about it is it's very comic booky, much lighter than say the next show we'll talk about the yeah. um, this first episode just aired on Wednesday night. Um, at the end of the uh, the the first part of the season, Damien Dark sends some guys to uh, to take care of Oliver and um, uh, Felicity. Yep, and they shoot up the car that they're driving in, and uh, it's it's at the end you see Oliver cradling Felicity, and then we pick up there. What did you think of uh, what happened then? Um, overall, I'm not a big fan of this whole tease up to the uh, who's in the grave thing, um, and I think that they were really trying to tease us that it might be Felicity who dies. When first off, we all know she's not going to die. She's too important to the show for them to kill her off. Second off. I don't think they really planned out who's in the grave properly, so right now it just feels like they're trying to force a mystery around it and slowly eliminate the suspects. The very first tease I saw of that, um, Barry Allen, the Flash, shows up next to Oliver when Oliver's standing there and says something to the effect of, he was a good man. So I think we know that it's a man in there. Well, he didn't say anything specific. Like, they deliberately kept it vague, and here, vague, and here's why. The writers actually said in an interview they don't know who's in the grave yet. They never they didn't plan it out. Oh, I missed that. Which is, in my opinion, it's poor writing, because how does, you know, the actor who's playing Arrow know how to react at the grave? You right. know, if they don't know who's in it already. And then, I, I'm going to be honest, my bet is it's... Uh, God, why am I blanking on the kid's name? His sidekick, his original sidekick. Roy Harper. Thank you. The original Red Arrow. I'm I'm losing it today. I'm betting it's Roy because they announced that he's going to be back right around the time that we'd see someone going to the grave. We know they're not going to kill off Felicity now for sure. It's very unlikely they'll kill off Diggle. It's going to be Roy because he's a character that's going to have an impact on the audience, but they don't lose anyone from the main cast. I have another 
uh, another theory on that. I think that it's Captain Lance. You know, I thought that because I that too. because he he's gone to the dark side here. Uh, excuse the pun, as he's he's um, uh, hanging out with Damian Dark, providing him information at the beginning of things. So I don't know how how they redeem him after that. Well, he's been working towards redemption, and that really does set up a, a great redemption equals death arc. Yeah. Like, he redeems himself and loses his life in the process, makes the ultimate sacrifice. So that's a very good point. And whoever's in there, obviously, Oliver is... Oh, he's he's pissed. He's going on the war. Path. Yeah, he's like, I need to kill him. That's yeah. the that's the thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Quite honestly, of the of the DC stuff that's on the air right now, I think Arrow's my favorite. It would be a toss-up, quite honestly. Um, you'll laugh at me when I say this, but it would absolutely, in my mind, be a toss-up between the Arrow and Supergirl. I'm loving Supergirl. We'll talk about that one another day because it, it you know, didn't it. It's still an hiatus. Well, it came back a few weeks ago, actually. Um, it came back almost right after Christmas. So uh, it started much later, Yeah. and it came back uh, earlier than that. So, But I'm, I'm loving that show. Um, here's another one that, that premiered this week. What did you think? Tell me, DC Legends of Tomorrow. You know what? That is my favorite of the DC TV series right now, including Gotham, Supergirl, everything. Legends of Tomorrow, I was really impressed with the first episode. It's a pilot, so I mean, it has a few... Things that felt a little shaky, but, you know, it's got a really, really great cast with it. Very different characters. I love the whole Captain Cold and Heat Wave are just looking to be the ultimate criminals through time. uh, Hawkgirl and Hawkman fighting over whether or not they're going to go literally fighting each other to decide this. I thought that was a really cute, you know, part of their relationship, especially when you see her just kind of pouting. Captain Cold, absolutely. The actor that plays Captain Cold. He might be my favorite character in the whole this whole DC TV universe. He's oh. fantastic. The way that he talks, yeah, just every time he's nine. Yeah, right. He's absolutely got a comic book character persona. About right. Him, you know, like, and he's so much fun to watch. The actor is so good at it. He sometimes he does good things. Sometimes he does bad things. Sometimes he at one point in time spares the Flash after he lets all the bad guys go, and the Flash is like, "Would you do that for?" He goes, "Well, they owe me one." And then he says, well, why didn't you kill me? And he says, well, you owe me one, too. Like, he's constantly building his deck of cards to, uh, to be able to play. And uh, I just, I, I think the world of him. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he just captures Captain Cold's kind of, you know, very, you can't get a read on him. It's, yeah. it's common in the comics, too. And it's, it's one of my favorite aspects of the comics is that Captain Cold has very strict rules for the villains he works with. You know, they don't kill women and children. They don't kill a speedster because he has a real respect for the Flash. Yeah. He just doesn't want to admit it. He likes being Flash's arch nemesis and talking like this. And it's just so fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think of all the characters we've seen in the DC, uni- the DC TV universe so far, he might be my favorite. I can I can definitely agree with that. And I'm, I'm digging Rip Hunter. I like this whole time travel aspect to it. I like the... The, the futuristic gunslinger, like, he's pretty much a cowboy from the future. Yeah. I love that. Um, it was, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm in. I'm in for the next couple episodes. I, you know, I want to see how it is. I'm worried in the long run that it's not sustainable. The cast is huge, and with huge casts uh, comes huge payrolls, right. which means that they absolutely need to do some things to maintain that. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced that you can sustain a show with that many stars in it, um, just from an economic standpoint. There's some of the some of the 
my favorite shows on TV died that death because yeah. the casts were too big and they just weren't selling they weren't selling the ad space that they needed to 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 make that affordable. But you know, I CW is doing some great things, so yeah. here's hoping that they, that they're able to sustain it. Also um, premiered this week. Marvel's Agent Carter fills in that huge gap where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on hiatus. What did you think of that episode? Um, I, I really love this. I love Agent Carter overall. Um, I think it's a really good spy piece. And I like this whole transplanting her to uh, the West Coast or East Coast for this. East Coast or West Coast? I can't she moved to the West Coast. West Coast, thank yeah, you. I knew, I knew it was one or the other. <laughs> um, I think it's it's offering an interesting view in her character. I especially like that uh, last season we dealt a lot with, you know, issues of uh, feminism in the time. You know, women were, you know, receptionists, secretaries. No one saw her as an equal. This season we're touching a little bit on racial disparity as well, mm-hmm. while also still, like, you know, keeping the feminist aspects. And the thing is, it's not so overt that it's clubbing you over the head every five seconds with... You know, the African-American and the white woman are disrespected in this time. But the moments where it is really over, they make sense because of the time. Right. And I think that that's a really great viewpoint. I'm also really excited about this whole introduce of uh, the Dark Force. That's supposed to tie into Doctor Strange at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Madame Mask, uh, the main villain, for the, well, hopefully main villain for this season. She's one of my favorite comic book villains. Uh, started with her showing up in Hawkeye and becoming Hawkeye 2's arch nemesis. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with her. I, uh, for my money, uh, this is a winner because it's, uh, it's short story arcs. I, last season, I think, was eight episodes. Um, I think they're doing something similar to that this year. And uh, the second thing is uh, Haley Atwell is just... She's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's yeah. Uh, in the first episode, if you haven't seen the first episode of it yet, um, not really a spoiler here, but she drops her natural English accent when she's talking to the um, the guy at the at the racetrack, right. and uh, she, I mean, just effortlessly drops that. Um, she's just such a good actress and um, in, enjoyable to watch all the way around. Jarvis with uh, Vernon Stark. You know, it has the mm-hmm. lighthearted moments. I like. I really think that that's good to have in there. Super Jarvis. great, super great chemistry between the two. Oh, of absolutely, super great chemistry. You know, not necessarily romantic chemistry. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, platonic mixed gender relationships in all forms of media. Yeah, uh, I don't think that bond you have with the opposite gender if they're not romantic, it really gets enough notice in media. And to see Jarvis and Peggy just completely right. best friends, his wife doesn't even question it, you know, that and they were wrestling around at one point, any other show that would have been the wife walking in like, what's going on here? And such walks out, she's like, oh hey, he pinned you, didn't he? Yeah. I, I love that. I especially love Jarvis's wife. Yeah. You know, with the you know and just she's a good character. She is. She's a good character to have to sneak in there every once in a while just for some you know some extra added layers. Of yeah. That, you know, so I, I'm a, I'm less a fan of Marvel TV than I am of DC TV, quite honestly. But I'm enjoying this one. I'm enjoying this one. So um, also this week in TV, Heroes Reborn, the NBC. Uh, it's a continuation, not a reboot. That's been a theme of mine this week. Is the the idea between uh, picking up a series where you left off, even if it's ten years in the future. Or, um, or rebooting it. So Heroes Reborn, very definitely not a reboot, but a continuation. Yep. Um, 
the, the show was canceled this week as well. Uh, so we have seen the end of Heroes, I imagine. Um, you, when we talked before the camera was on, you watched it a little bit on the front side. Um, didn't spark your interest? Why, why did you let that one go? Well, it did spark my interest, but there's so much on TV to watch right now and so much to keep up with, with you know, Hulu. I usually watch everything on there. Um, so I kind of had to make the choice. And That's I, why Hulu should sponsor this show. Absolutely. Um, I decided that was when I just wait for it to completely hit Netflix. Also, I watched Heroes once it hit Netflix and binged it, and I felt like that made me able to appreciate and follow the storyline a lot more because it's loads and loads of characters, uh, huge mythology that they build in, and it's I could see that getting very frustrating week to week because you forget details week to week. So I figured, you know what, probably best to just wait for it to hit Netflix or Hulu in its entirety, and then I'll binge watch it because I'll probably enjoy it a lot more. Without dropping too many spoilers on it, one of the things that I didn't, uh, I, I didn't like so much about this is there was multiple groups of people doing their thing. And like you said, very hard to keep track of and figure out who's who and what they're doing and how they're, they're coming together and everything. I was a re- big fan of Heroes in its first season, and then it got a little bit goofy. This one started a little bit goofy, uh, and, and uh, I was not surprised one little bit when uh, NBC pulled the plug on it. Last thing we want to talk about in this episode here is uh, X-Files, also a continuation, not a reboot. Um, X-Files originally did nine seasons and uh, on Fox, and now they're coming back. They did two movies after that, and apparently Tim, I'm sorry, Chris Carter has written a third movie that's sitting in a drawer hidden someplace, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe it gets its chance if this six-episode sort of miniseries gets its, uh, gets its legs. Um, X-Files premieres this Sunday. Uh, what do you think about uh, an X-Files uh, continuation? I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Um, the show did kind of tend to lose steam towards the later seasons because they started losing a lot of the main cast and you know creative teams switched and it also got very convoluted. Yes. You know, I mean, this was one of the first shows that really tried to do that you know intricate mythology. Yeah. You know, and so you know they had to work out the kinks. I think they did a pretty good job with it, but towards the end, it started to lose a lot of its you know steam and just a lot of people started tuning out. So I think a shorter series for a follow-up is a great way to go. Um, I'm a little curious how they're going to address certain points from the movies and such. I mean, the alien invasion was supposed to happen in, what, 2012 in the original series? Mm-hmm. We're well past 2012, no alien invasion, maybe Josiah, but... Um, you know, I'd like to see how they address certain points like that. I hope they don't just give us a throwaway line, like, oh, we stopped it, we're good. Um, that would make me mad. That would that, that would make me mad. That would turn me off on the whole season. Almost as much as the uh, Chris Carter stating that Scully and Mulder never had more than a platonic friendship. I really feel like that's a poor way to go with those characters. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I missed that. I missed that announcement someplace in the in my looking through things. But you know, I uh, the Grumpy Geek. I addressed that on the Grumpy Geek. It you know like it. It was kind of like one of the things about uh, the, the new Star Wars that kind of was like, ugh, was when uh, uh, Luke, I'm sorry, Han and Leia weren't actually together. And, and it made sense once we started to watch through it, but the same thing here. Like, th- they were pushing towards those two being together throughout the whole thing. It was, you know, it was the sexual tension that drove that relationship, quite honestly, through the whole thing. So yeah. now when they're back and they're like, oh, we're not together, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, not something that I, you know, not something I expected. Not something I think it might be good for the whole thing. So, 
I mean, overall, we could probably do a whole episode discussing the Han and, uh, Han and Leia thing, because I had a completely different read on that. Well, we but, are known to do some Star Wars content on this. Really? Um, I don't know whether we can do it without Josiah. We should probably try to see if uh, Star Wars can live without our, our chief geek. Uh, and and see whether we can do that. So anyway, great week in TV. Hope that you caught some of it. We'd love to hear your comments on The Flash, The Arrow, The New Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Agent Carter, Heroes Reborn's cancellation, or The the X-Files. I imagine that that, uh, Nick and I will probably be sitting here again in a week or so talking about what we think about The the X-Files episode. Welcome to the Geeky Bear Show. We are talking Deadpool today, uh, coming out in just a few weeks from the time we are filming this. Uh, February 12th, not the 11th, <laughs> not the 13th. I have uh, an issue with dates, so that is coming out with February 12th in the U.S. Uh, I've got with me today, Nick Ramirez, uh, Bruner the Beard Brunner, Peter. <laughs> what? Bruner the Beard Brunner. I'll take it. That's your yes. lightweight wrestling name? Lightweight wrestling game. <laughs> yes. What are you saying? He's skinny or something? Or? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Ouch. <laughs> Never heard that one before. <laughs> Want to talk about my ginger hair, too? Um, anyway, moving on. Well, I'll press that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think this looks hilarious. We uh, we named it as one of our most anticipated films of the year for the Geekiverse. Uh, initial thoughts uh, on the, the latest trailer here? Uh, I think it looks very Deadpool. I think it's really... Which is a good thing. Shocker. It... it you know, I mean, we've seen Because I thought it looked Spider-Man. Really? really? No. I could have seen that. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, I mean, we saw Deadpool show up in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it was... Yeah. It wasn't Deadpool. Like, it was Baraka. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah. This is Deadpool. He talks to the audience. He gleefully kills and butchers people because it's funny to him. And he's pretty much Marvel's equivalent of the Joker. And that's what this movie needs to be. It needs to be crazy chaos and no. I, think he's, I don't think he's comparable to anyone. Oh God, he's he's not he's not. Yeah, Marvel's equivalent to the Joker is a reach, in my opinion. I I don't think so. I think personality wise, you know, he ta- breaks the fourth wall. You laugh at him, but at the same time, you're like, oh God, it's horrible. Joker doesn't break the fourth doing. wall too too much. Yes, he does. It's actually established as part of his character now. His his superpower is that he's super sane. Too too much, I said. So there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's established. Okay. Uh. See, I, but I think Deadpool is more just like straight up humor, and then I'm not like afraid, I should be afraid of Deadpool, but I'm not afraid of Deadpool, if that makes sense. Joker, like, he's sadistic, and I'm like, oh, I'm laughing, and I shouldn't be laughing, like we talked about in one of the previous episodes. Watch it. So you should be laughing when he turns the guy into a kebab, though. Yeah, I am laughing, but I'm not scared of him because of it. I just think it's like, oh, he, he, he did that. That's awesome. That's It's gory movie cinematic stuff. But like Joker, I'm like, that guy's going to show up at my door and I'm like, he's going to sadistically kill me. I don't know. It's a weird, it's not as, it's a weird kind of humor. The anyone Deadpool is very not, lighthearted. Thank you. That's as, what I'm As gory as it may be. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, Joker's not lighthearted. It's, he tries to be. It's right. like the hangover for superheroes. <laughs> That's a better comparison. There we I go. like that. I like that. You know, it's, okay. It's kind of sophomoric guy humor. Yeah. You know, like, the trailer, you know, have your mom call me. She's got my number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a hangover for superheroes. I heard it's weird. Of- it doesn't. It, I don't feel like it's it's a uh, 
And maybe it's not. It's, I don't feel like it's an MCU movie. Well, it's, it's not. not. So, it's Fox. Yeah. So. Um, it doesn't, you know, it definitely doesn't feel like it's part of of the Marvel family for what it's, what it, what it's worth. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that could be what hurts it. Um, I don't think Deadpool is supposed to be tied into the is tied into the X Men as far as the studio is concerned. Uh, that's why we have Colossus showing up, and that might be where we get where we start to see it hurt a little bit. Um, Deadpool is a character that geeks love for good reason. The general audience they might not love him so much. No, I think and this is a general audience movie. I, I don't think, think it's a so. movie. It's a superhero movie. Um, since we did decide that superheroes are a genre, it's a superhero movie, and those are typically geared towards teenagers and up. This one being a hard R, you're pretty much relying on the 17, 18 and up crowd, which some of them are at that point where they're not watching superhero movies because they feel they're too juvenile. Uh, you can't... Well, this one's probably not that. Right. Well, they're going to look at it and be like, oh, it's you know, goofy and stupid, and it's you know, more costumes. We, we do call them idiots. Yes. But you got to admit that they make up a significant portion of the audience that goes to see movies. This movie's going to have an uphill battle as far as making its money back, and it could do it. It's either going to be a huge hit and one of the greatest comic book adaptations ever, or it's going to flop terribly and be the worst adaptation we've seen. And there's really no way for Deadpool to do middle ground. Projected opening weekend, uh, latest figure was $55 million. Right, but how decent? much does it need to make to be profitable? Because I can tell you the figure of, a, of what a certain movie that I like costs, but I don't want to get picked on, so I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think this was a, a super high-budget film. No, but it's probably around the same budget as X-Men Origins Wolverine, which tanked with a character that the general audience adores at Wolverine. And with a PG-13 rating attack. I think people that know nothing about these movies in general, meaning Marvel and DC movies, uh, will be hooked in. Much like Guardians of the Galaxy brought people in right. to that. But well, Guardians of the Galaxy was PG-13, which allowed a wider audience. But here's the thing. I, the, Wolverine's origin, or the Wolverine Origins movie was terrible. That's why it, it was so It didn't, it didn't oh, tank yeah. because, it, because you know, it was outside of whatever. It tanked because it was terrible. Oh yeah, but it's still it had a strong opening weekend. Yeah, and the problem problem Deadpool's gonna have is that R rating is gonna cut off a lot of the movie audience. They've got to rely on a lot of people coming to see the R rating, and rated R movies traditionally don't do as well. I think the highest grossing one is Passion of the Christ. At I think it had a five hundred million profit. I looked up, hmm. um, and then after that, it's like a three hundred million profit. It just dips from there for R rated movies. So as far as how much Deadpool needs to make to be profitable, that's where I'm concerned. Because it doesn't have that wide audience availability. My thought is it doesn't need to make a lot to be profitable. To be successful is a, a different argument, probably. Profitable is it profitable enough that we get a sequel? Because that's what I'm hoping oh, for. Okay. <laughs> if we spin it like that's what that's what yeah. I'm okay. worried but about. There's sure. there's. I'm sorry, I disagree with you 100 percent on this. There is only one measurement. There's only one measurement of the success of a movie. That's not that's what box I'm, office. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing. Kind of in uh, in Nick's Nick's way here that he's saying will it be successful enough to get a sequel? Profitable it, enough to get a sequel, but we can all agree that's probably going to be an awesome film. As I agree. Far as There's only one feelings, way. It's going to be great. You know, a movie can review well, and obviously it will likely only review well if it actually pulls in the money. So I'm not disagreeing with you there. We're going back to Hangover. That's, that's unfortunate. Hangover had it how is many unfortunate, sequels? But it's true. Hangover had how many sequels in that movie? Two, two, two and three sucked. No, three was okay. Yeah, three sucked. You're wrong. 
Okay, but anyway, like Hangover had a good opening weekend, I believe. Yes? Yeah. yeah like it was pretty successful. It's the original hard. Hangover crushed it. Right, and it, it was rated R, correct? Mm -hmm. But Hangover was also significantly under the budget for Deadpool. You don't need special effects for the Hangover. True, but like at this, I mean, at this point. Ask for, for the Hangover. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I'm saying like, this movie's gonna be successful. Like we're we're gonna all probably gonna go see this opening day, opening weekend. Oh yeah, release. right. So think of how many people our age well, are gonna go do this. There's one, two, three. There's eight of us in the room. So that you know, opening weekend, we know they're gonna do at least seventy five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw on top of it some popcorn. Less like a discount. This so. is a hundred dollar weekend so far. But Jeff's like fifteen. He can't go. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I'm like, I don't think the R rating is gonna hurt. Is what I'm saying because it's just it's so popular right now. Ryan Reynolds makes this movie just by his humor alone, and then I just think it's gonna be great regardless of the R rating. Like I don't think it matters. We're gonna have Deadpool too. Yeah, I don't think it's like, holding back at all. Like I don't think it's gonna hold it back. No. It's no, I think people are going to go in droves. I might go see this twice, like, it's, if it's good. This could be that movie, right. exactly. That It's good enough that you go see it twice. Here's one group uh, of friends who saw it. Oh, you didn't see it? Let's go. Maybe you won't fall asleep for this one. Shut up. You know what? When you work overnights, we can talk about your sleep schedule, okay? <laughs> I've only picked that up because you fell asleep during Force Awakens. And then, you know... There was a good story that came out of that. Do we want to go into that right now? Yeah, I think it'd be Okay, fun. so when we went and saw Force <laughs> Awakens, I was falling asleep. I think it was during, like, the lull periods. Are there lull periods during Star Wars? That's a whole other debate. See, I don't think he saw it, because he said lull periods and this just <laughs> add up. So. But anyway, this guy comes in, and he's very uh, rambunctious, and he's very loud and obnoxious. And, like, when Chewie comes up, he goes, Chewie! Like, right in the middle of the movie. And come to find out, uh, he was either breaking up an engagement of four years or had already broken up and was, like, trying to alienate this girl who was his former fiancé. So my friend, Matt, he says, hey, listen, can you please shut up? We're trying to watch a movie. Shocker, in a movie theater, who would have thought? And he goes, uh, you want to take this outside? You're going to play the, you're going to play Matt. I'm going to play the angry guy. Hey, you want to take this outside? And Matt goes, no, I don't want to. I just want to watch a movie like, you know, a normal adult. So uh, this guy types out this long note, and he says, hey, listen, I just ended this engagement with my fi former fiancé, or I'm in the process. Uh, sorry for my actions. And then he takes off. And then he peeks his head back at the door, and he says, hey, listen, so-and-so, uh, read your message. It was the girl. Like, why do you scream that in a movie theater? So then the point of this story, that's Bruner's first uh, Star Wars experience. And yeah, it's hilarious. In, a, in a theater, right. And then we left. There could be a lot of that with Deadpool. This comes out on Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> I, I gonna be bad. Rover, he's gonna go to Deadpool with me. <laughs> I think oh. that Deadpool is a much better break off an engagement movie than Star Wars. Wholeheartedly agree. You like, know, like if you're gonna break off an engagement, you don't go to Star Wars. You go to Deadpool. Right. Yeah, hey, it was I, fun. I'll see you later. <laughs> right. Like I don't. Have your mom call me. She has my number. There's your line. Yeah. And then you leave. Yeah. And then you leave. That's great. Like, I don't know why this happened, but it's very weird and very awkward. And it woke me up instantly because yeah. you can't fall asleep without having next to you. There you go. So thank you for sharing that, uh, that testimony, Bruner. Very good. All oh, right. God. So uh, we're all excited about this. Uh, it's going to be good. We'll have a review up for it uh, same weekend. Uh, February 12th. I said it right this time. And... Uh, as far as social media, I was going to go down the line, but these two knuckleheads don't have Twitter. Uh, at the universe. You'll do that next. Go ahead. Pete, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Pete Her, at all of the social media outlets. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Except for not Snapchat. Like. Yeah, I, I'm not there nobody, nobody wants to see a 10-second picture of me. I don't want to see a one-second picture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, us, us kids. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> 
we'll get off his lawn soon. Go check out uh, an episode of The Grumpy Geek. We started filming that weekly. Please do. When you don't, it makes me grumpy. Yeah, which actually only makes the show better, so it's good. <laughs> uh, I am at Josiah D. Leroy on Instagram and Twitter. Social media for the Geekiverse. You can find us on Facebook. We have a new URL. It is facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. Instagram and Twitter, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. Ooh, I got that one right today. <laughs> and uh, YouTube, you can find us right on our channel. Also, be sure to download the podcast right on iTunes. You can search the Geekiverse and you'll find us that way. So, for Pete, Bruner, Nick... I am Josiah Leroy. We'll see you soon.